0: Rock Timothy. Rock Timothy. Rock Timothy. Welcome back to the new edition of the Chart Podcast. Proudly brought to you by S.W.O.R.D. Uh, S.W.O.R.D. Performance. Nick Rouse. I drink two a day. Helps with my hydration. Uh, prevents cramps for me because I have rheumatoid arthritis. We've talked about that before. So I drink a couple swords and it's really helped with my hydration and prevented the cramps that go along with that. So it's, uh, it's all natural, no preservatives. Uh, Lynn Bowden is actually a spokesperson for sword performance. Did you know that, Nick Roush?
1: Not as popular as Freddie Magger, but yeah. you know, still Lynn Bowden, kind of a big deal around the bluegrass. <laughs> nope. And he's got to stay hydrated, um, even though he can't uh go out a new pro day yeah you you got to keep the the, the body hydrated it. especially during stressful times
0: yeah so it's made in the usa no sugar added in sport brand it's flavored with real fruit. It's all clear and clean, and uh, no preservatives. Mm-hmm. All natural.
1: Zero preservatives, and yeah. you know what, Freddie? Right now, you've tried it. Oh, I've, and I love it. Yeah. I, I've, I've had multiple kinds. I think mango is my favorite flavor. Yeah, but you know, right now, it's support local business during yeah. this trying time, and they're a great local business, exactly. and we're happy to have their support. And we hope you support them as well. Yeah,
0: Drinksword.com. They're located off of, uh, back behind Richmond Road. Uh, let's get to it, Nick Rosh. I thought we would uh, cover a couple things that, that I've written about and, and we've written about that encompasses uh, the football program as it stands right now with, uh, with no spring practice. Nick, I wrote about how Kentucky is built to sustain without having a spring practice. Now, we don't know what it's going to look like in the, in the future as far as are uh, extra practices going to be added to the summer months. I don't know. None of us knows what, what's going to happen.
1: You know what I think there might be? Practices added, Kentucky. They were able able to get in like five. Five. Uh huh. So about a third of them. You know who didn't get in any practices? Who's that? Alabama. Yeah. Georgia. Yeah, they'll add. Yeah, yeah, it'll be added. Yeah, if if Nick Saban and Kirby Smart and some of those big wigs, if if they didn't get their practices in, they they want to make it equitable. They're gonna they're gonna do what they can to try to get absolutely.
0: But 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 I wrote about and I truly believe that Kentucky is a program right now under Mark Stoops that has sustained. is built to sustain through this trying times, and we'll talk about that important stuff later on in the podcast with a special guest. But in relation to football, Kentucky's built to, to handle this. And I and I try to explain why, and we'll go through uh, the reasons. Let's start with the defense, Nick mm-hmm. Uh Something important that came out in spring is Josh Paschal's moving inside the defensive end, which means he'll play with his hand on the dirt, uh, in the dirt, mm-hmm. and uh, no longer a stand-up Jack or or a combination outside linebacker, defensive end, he will actually be an on-line of scrimmage player in the return of Phil Hoskins. Uh, Because losing Calvin Taylor Jr. and T.J. Carter, that's a lot of production. Calvin Taylor was was the SEC's leader in defensive lineman sacks with eight and a half. Uh, That's a lot of production to come off of in two spots. T.J. Carter, if you'll remember, played really well against Georgia Tech in the Tax Slayer Bowl.
1: As a true freshman. As a true
0: freshman. And his career went by very quickly. But he was productive. He was solid at that defensive end position. Not a lot of sack numbers, but those positions really are are to occupy defenders, play the run, and free up those outside linebackers like Josh Allen and Boogie Watson to get those sacks. So, T.J. Carter will be missed greatly, I think. So will Calvin Taylor, Jr. But the return of Phil Hoskins in his sixth year, a, a, a veteran player, that has started games before, I think, is, is very important. And Josh Pascal. Josh played defensive end some. He's not played a lot.
1: He was set to play it a lot B- before yeah, yeah, before he got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. My question to you, Freddie, what do you think Josh – what do you think his ideal position is?
0: 4-3 defensive end.
1: Okay. Switch. this is about as close to, to that as you get in this game.
0: Yeah, but if you look at football – schematically and how it translates to the nfl a 3-4 defensive end is a little bit different than a 4-3 defensive end 4-3 defensive ends are, are a little smaller they're not your prototypical six-five, 300 pound defensive ends like j.j watt mm-hmm. for example but i think uh, i think josh can can play that 4-3 defensive end a lot of teams still play the 4-3 so uh, it, it's primarily your pass rusher as a 4-3 defensive end. That's your job.
1: Josh Allen, that's what he is now. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And I, I think the, the big thing about Pascal too, he's on the slower side for a stand-up jack guy, but he's really fast and explosive he's, for having his hand in the dirt.
0: extremely twitchy. So th- th- that was two big question marks I had going into 2020 was who's going to take the place of Calvin Taylor Jr., T.J. Carter. Now we got uh, Phil Hoskins, Josh Paschal, don't forget about Cordell Looney. Cordell Looney's played a lot of football.
1: He had a couple – he was the king of the – oh, so close last yeah. year. where he, he got a lot of quarterback hurries but was, you know, half step late to the sack.
0: But but look at that position group at defensive line. Played a lot of football. Mm-hmm. Very experienced veteran players. They can do with, with missing a spring.
1: And they got uh – a coach that they're familiar with, even uh-huh. though he's Anmar new. Stewart,
0: he's very good, though. Yeah. more we'll talk about that in, the, in a new coaches segment. Anmar is, is is a fantastic football coach. Go down to the inside. Markon McCall. O'Bully. O'Bully is, is back up to Quentin Bohanna. Quentin Bohanna is a pro. Uh, announced that he was coming back. So you got Bohanna and McCall that have both played a tremendous amount of snaps. Right, they mm-hmm. can survive this lack of practice in spring practice. So I do have a
1: little bit of a worry, though.
0: Weight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's across the board. Right, right. Because yeah. I mean, I know I'm
1: going to be sitting around getting fat. Yeah. I mean, it's even though you can do stuff at home. Yeah. Like I, I haven't got this confirmed from UK yet, but I'm sure they sent them like here's stuff you can do on your own. Yeah. But it's, you can't even get outside and run when it's raining every day this week. Yeah.
0: Plus, gyms are closed. Yeah. 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 So
1: like it's. You know, maybe they know a high school coach who will open up the, the weight room and let them do it by themselves. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's going to be tough for them to stay in shape. Yeah. I think of all of the th- concerns, that's probably the biggest one. And that's
0: across the country. Yeah. And, and, and we're talking Kentucky missing spring practice in comparison to the majority of other teams. Mm-hmm. I'm a one-opponent-at-a-time kind of guy. So, look at Eastern Michigan. Kentucky's open opponent has to replace 12 starters. Right, yeah. Kentucky is far from that. We just talked about the defensive line position group, and that's a lot of football being played experiences there. Let's go to linebacker. Okay, On the inside, DeAndre Square, Chris Oates, will be competing for all SEC honors. You agree, disagree?
1: Yes, uh, especially I think they took a lot of lumps, but in a good way early on. Yeah, Cause that's Because that's a position where – you, you, the, the phrase you like is, teams will throw out fancy fishing lures at yep. them. And I think there's enough – they have enough game film to be like, they're exactly. not falling for this They've anymore. they played
0: – since true freshman a couple of years ago till this last year, they played a lot of football, man.
1: man. Oates played a heck of a first half when Cash got suspended down at Texas A&M. Yeah. I mean, he played – it was one of those where you're like, all right, this guy, he's got all the rankings, but can he show up? And he yeah. played well.
0: And there's so much to that inside linebacker positions, right? It's not just – Okay, you line up back there like it was in in junior high. You see the football, you tackle the football. Yeah, guards
1: going that way.
0: (laughs) There are keys that these inside linebackers go from. So if a guard steps a certain direction, center blocks down, a guard pulls, etc., they automatically go to where they're supposed to. They have the assignment of the A-gap, then they have the A-gap. If they have assignment of whatever, they do that. So it's a lot more than just see the football tackle the football these two guys are experienced this
1: isn't winston guy running around over no. the field making 100 tackles <laughs> their backup
0: jamie davis also played a lot of football now good. the one that could have used spring practice the most out of the inside linebackers is jared casey mm-hmm. he's moving from outside to back to inside he could have benefited the most from a spring practice but as a group the inside linebackers uh, i think are Or a veteran group. Would you agree, disagree? Oh, yeah.
1: uh, And as we go through these positions, I think you're going to say that about
0: pretty much all of them. Every one of them. And that's my point, that Kentucky can survive not having these sessions and and be at a better point than most programs coming into the fall.
1: Now, I would say this next group.
0: Outside linebackers?
1: uh, I I thought you were going back to the secondary. I just would have wanted to see – how because uh, the secondary they're going to be fighting yeah till the first game who's going to be on the field win
0: yeah and, and there's so many names there it's hard to get them all in but let's go outside linebacker first mm-hmm. boogie watson yeah yeah the he, sec's he, leading sack returner
1: spring football for him was just uh you know it was for looks yeah stay in shape yeah
0: <laughs> yeah uh
1: uh Katie McDaniel, though he could, it would have been nice. Katie McDaniel
0: some rest. and J.J. Weaver could have benefited, yeah, because they look what Brad White has done with Boogie, with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Brad White is a tremendous developer at that position. Keeping that guy around—that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, Jordan Wright came on strong uh, towards the end of the season, played really well. So again,
1: that white switch flipped on for him.
0: Your two primary starters there, projected starters, Boogie Watson, Jordan Wright played a lot of football, but. Uh, J. J. Weaver, K. D. McDaniel, and we're not we're we're leaving out Peters.
1: Yeah, where it was kind of uh, put up or shut up. Yeah,
0: so those three could wow. have benefited, but again, those are two experienced starters coming back. It's it's like Kentucky to me. Nick is like an NFL team going into uh, uh, going into off season and going into preseason uh, camp. Have a Kentucky has a lot a lot of veterans, but they're going to bring in a few free agents. You, We've, you, that's going to have to fill in. We've not mentioned any yet.
1: You know what light switch just came on to? What's that? The spring was going to be big time for transfer portal. Yeah. And because essentially what it would come down to is guys compete, see where they fall, and if they aren't high enough up on the depth chart. they go. Depth chart pockets, they're, they're out. Yeah. So now that they're not going to have that kind of – uh proving ground if you will to to see if they're worth being a two instead of a three or a four yeah it's uh you know well i'm interested to see how that shakes out
0: kentucky has 111 players during the spring that's a lot i
1: did the math on scholarship players and i think you would need with incoming guys i think you would need like six outgoing to to fall under that 85 so
0: secondary this is where it gets a little tricky um the good part is you get Devontae Robinson back. Okay, Devontae's played a lot, a lot of football. Mm-hmm. He missed 2019 with an injury. You bring him back. Where does he play? Safety, strong safety, nickel, wherever. Right. But that's a lot of football coming back. Yusuf Corker had a tremendous year. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he's been here for seven years already. He'll just be a junior. Mm-hmm. So – Safety position is good. Quandre Mosley played a lot there.
1: Yeah, he really improved throughout the year. too. He did. He got better as the year went on. He
0: did. So Quandre could have used you know, spring practice with some more reps, just we, get more looks, more, get looks. more comfortable. Yeah.
1: I think that safety we saw it with Darius West, and this is where I mean Robinson wasn't going to get those looks anyway. Right. But when Darius came back uh, his junior year from you know almost two years off with, for injury, his just timing, timing on angles on especially on deep balls was just yeah. a half step off or two yeah. and. Yeah. Th- I think you could see benefits to, you know,
0: just more reps, more field. Yeah, with the safeties, what what they do is they they get familiar with routes. And that comes with scouting reports. That comes with responsibilities within different coverages. Uh, So, more reps to better for the safety. In a cornerback position, Brandon Echols, I think, has solidified his spot as a starting corner. Dude,
1: I I like Echols. But he's
0: only one year into the program. I like him a lot, too. But he's he's got – He's he, only been here for one year. Does he have three or
1: years? He only have two. I think he only has two.
0: I'm not for sure, but
1: I like him because he's like that—he's scrappy little kid from Mississippi who like ultimate chip on his shoulder. Yeah, you tell me I'm too small to play. I, you know, it's like a mighty mouse. You know, and
0: I think the Cedric Dort, Jamari Brown, Kelvin Joseph—that—that three—that's gonna be fun. That's gonna—that could. Yeah,
1: I'd like to also mis dispel uh, some. Something got – a Mark Soup's quote got taken completely out of context. Mm-hmm. He said when asked at his press conference about where Joseph would play, he said he's going to start at cornerback. And some folks thought that it meant he's going to be the starting quarterback. No, no, no. no. Yeah. He's, he's going to start playing that position, and they might try to move him to nickel or safety too. He said that he has the athletic ability to. Yeah. And Mark Stoops was like, well, he's a good enough athlete. He doesn't know him yet. He, yeah. he, mentally, he's not there. but And he also hasn't earned a starting role yet. Right. I just wanted that to be clear because there was some stuff out there where it's like oh, Stoops already said he's a starter. Well, no, yeah. no, no, no. He's, he's starting. That's the first position he's playing. Right. Not yeah. like he's going to be cornerback number one.
0: Terrell Agent is another player that could, that could factor in at the nickel position. Uh, but I think the corner, Cedric Dort, Jamari Brown, Kelvin Joseph—that's going to be a good competition. We've not even mentioned MJ Devonshire coming back. Oh, I like that kid. And, others, and there's a he, lot of—he of, was,
1: was probably not going to use that red shirt last year. Right, and he then broke his wrist. You got
0: players like Drew Phillips coming in. You know that 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 secondary room is loaded with talent. Some of it is young, but it's talented. Not that experience, other than Corker and Robinson, and and and, and Eccles has had one year, or so. Uh, the secondary's kind of could have used, of the defense, the secondary could have used the spring the most.
1: Well, especially just to develop a pecking order of yep. some sort. A depth chart.
0: A depth chart, baby. I'm
1: going to try to say depth chart as many times <laughs> as I can. <laughs> All
0: right, let's go to offense now, Nick. Um, Terry Wilson's team. I've said it for the last year. Uh, well, I've not been back with KSR for a year, but last <laughs> couple months. This is Terry Wilson's team. He was, he was taking more reps Uh, than expected because I think his healing process is coming fast. Yeah. I think Terry will be the starter day one. But of the offense, the quarterbacks could have used spring practice the most. Yeah. Because you had – and I've heard uh, Sawyer Smith regained his confidence, regained his health. I think that was your biggest worry with him him too. And was looking good. Mentally, like
1: how do you bounce back from – Yeah. I mean, dude had a separated shoulder, broken wrist, and yeah. he was like playing through it. Yeah. And, you know, despite the physical elements, I think mentally to yeah. see him heal was most important. And just to get some, some reps because would have been played a really significant when
0: role. You, when you're Andrew, and I had a separated shoulder that I played with, there's a process of throwing the football that 80% of it's between the ears. Because when I was playing with that and I knew I had to make a throw – there was a slight hesitation that man, I don't. This is going to hurt, so it affected my how I read my progressions, if, if that makes sense. Because I, I was I was afraid to pull the trigger sometimes because I knew there was going to be some pain there, so it affected my confidence, which affected how I read my progressions, which limited me as a player.
1: You could you couldn't throw every route right like just mentally mentally you were, I couldn't right because
0: I knew I wasn't going to get enough on it and I knew it was going to hurt. Right. So that, that's uh, that. That's how.
1: That's, that's I like. I appreciate that insight because I remember when uh, Morgan Newton did something similar. Yeah. And they were trying to be like, yeah, trying to figure out how to throw a football again after that injury. It's yeah. Tough. Well, you
0: compensate too. You change your throw. I. Well, I'm not saying anybody but me. I changed my throwing motion. To try to compensate from the pain that I was going to feel,
1: try to get a little more on that left leg. Yeah, and it just just, really
0: it really just screwed me up. So, uh, the fact that Cyrus Smith's coming back and, and I'm hearing really good things about him brings a lot of confidence to that position group. Uh, mm-hmm. Joey Gatewood, we, we don't know about his eligibility. Bo mm-hmm. Allen could have really used a spring. Right. Uh, Amani Gilmore could have used a spring. So that, that I, even in a in a perfect case scenario, the quarterback room. Could use spring more than any other positions because repetition is it. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Because what you want as a quarterback is muscle memory, mm-hmm. and uh, when you don't have that, that, that that can be challenging to come in.
1: Well, and with the receivers who didn't run a lot of routes last year. No,
0: they didn't. Can, we'll go to that group. That 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 group could have used spring uh, second, other than the quarterbacks. Josh Ali, I think is coming back is is going to be the future receiver. Uh, Allen Daly, I think, has a lot to prove.
1: Um I'm excited for Alan Daly.
0: Clevan Thomas and 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 Bryce Oliver. And and I think uh there's some more some more, but there's so many receivers. Uh I think you you may see a newcomer take some snaps. Oh
1: uh maybe uh well, Isaiah Cummings or ooh, or Tay Tay Tate
0: Krooms, somebody like that. Or,
1: yeah. or a guy that enjoys donuts.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> Quarterbacks, receivers, could have used this spray. Yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah. And, uh, but the other spots, pretty solid. Running back. Yeah.
0: You got three running backs come back, uh, return rather, that rush for over 500 yards, and A.J. Rose, Kovacier, Smoke, and Chris Rodriguez. I think that is as good a trio that Kentucky's had in quite a while. I wrote about that. Uh, mm-hmm. um, the article that I wrote, wasn't about the greatest running backs of all times compared to what's in the running back room now. Mm -hmm. It was a string of draft selections from, I think, 85 to 91. Kentucky had a running back selected in an NFL draft. It was like five or six in a
1: row. Five or six in a row.
0: That's what the story was about. It wasn't – because the story didn't have uh, other great running backs. Right, but they weren't in that, like – They weren't consecutive years. Like Mo Williams would have been, you know, Sonny Collins, yeah, in the 70s, but – the story is really about the, the, the six years of consecutive running backs. The
1: depth in that and, time.
0: And the thing that I, I, I tried to focus in on that, Nick, is five out of the six running backs were in the same meeting room at any given time. There was a year of lap, a lap mm-hmm. over with Al Baker and George Adams. Mm-hmm. But five out of the six years, they were all in the same meeting room. Right, and right. And all were selective in, in the NFL. But A.J. Rose, Cavassier Smoke, Chris Rodriguez –
1: the guys that I, I, I was excited in the spring game to see which one of the new guys was going to well, bust a big play.
0: That 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 Eddie Green, how he was going to factor Travis Tisdale and Jaton uh didn't get to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. But that's something that, and that may hurt them as far the missing of the spring, and it's suspended. It's not canceled. Is that correct? But it's pretty much I,
1: yeah, it ain't gonna happen. Um, I don't I don't know. It's hard to keep up with McClain every single and one.
0: Tisdale are really going to have to separate themselves to get into the rotation mm-hmm. because of lack of time. You're going to go with familiarity. You're going to go with that trio that, that ran up and down the field last and, year. And
1: this was going to be their time where they got the most of those just – all right, let's just throw them in and see how they do. Yeah. They yeah. were going to get In the spring, yeah. yeah. So,
0: that, that, that hurt them. Offensive line, um, the big blue wall – is there other than left guard mm-hmm. uh Landon Young and Darian Kennard are arguably the best tackle combination in college football I'll go ahead and say that uh, certainly the SEC mm-hmm. I'm not as familiar with other conferences but I will say that Kennard and Young are, are the best tackle combinations in the league uh Luke Fortner a solid starter at right guard um The missing position was Logan Stenberg Mm -hmm. uh, going to the NFL draft at left guard. Drake Jackson is coming back for his senior year. Drake arguably is the best center that I've seen Kentucky in in my lifetime. Um, So three of the four – I'm sorry, four out of the five Right. right now are competing for all SEC or all American spots. I'll go ahead and say that. Because I think – we know Drake Jackson, Landon Young, Darren Kennard. Yeah. I think Luke Fortner can be mentioned as a potential all S C C performer. Uh, and that's just not me. I talk to my football people. Yeah. Uh, and they agree with that. Kenneth Horsey and Austin Dotson was going to have – we're going to have a, a position battle at left guard throughout spring. They didn't get to do that. But overall, the offensive line will be just fine. Uh, I do want to mention that my guy in this class, RJ Adams, will be coming in this summer if they come in this summer.
1: You're a big fan of RJ Adams. I'm a big
0: RJ Fa- uh, Adams fan. And then Jeremy Flax, Where is where will Schlarman play Jeremy Flax? That's a good question. If he's needed at left guard, he'll play left guard. Or with Nasir Watkins and Flax be the second tackles. The, I don't know.
1: The thing about John Schlarman is he's never. Uh, he never slots anybody in at your this position. That's all you're going to play throughout fall Those, camp and spring ball. They always interchange. Yep. And he kind of throws against the ball and sees what sticks. And then uh, I also I had something that was on the tip. Of, like it just it, it left my mind. Yeah. I don't know what it was. But knowing that, like he, he's not going to play favorites and he's going to try them out a little bit everywhere. Well, the thing
0: about uh, John Schlarman, I think, is just a tremendous man and football coach is he is not afraid to put the twos in in critical points in a game and has done so traditionally over the past seven years. What that does has built the big blue wall, right? Because you, you, you build depth mm-hmm. by doing that. By depth, this comp- brings on competition. And right now, he's got four starters that are as good as Kentucky's had in a very long time. So – Tight end, Justin Rigg coming back. The whole whole group coming the back. The whole group. Yeah. <laughs> including including Schlegel at fullback. Mm-hmm. Uh Justin uh, Rigg comes back. Expect him to have more catches.
1: I bet Upshaw's gonna be Keaton split Upshaw. Uh, I bet he's a lot he's of people play that kind of a mod wagner role. Yeah, a lot of people are, are jump balls in the red zone.
0: A lot of people have high hopes for uh, Keaton Upshaw, including myself. Proud lava I think he is a is a very good athlete. Uh he's got He's got the, the build that, that you want him to get off the bus first when the team comes into the <laughs> to the parking lot. Um, so, I really like that. So, going through this, Nick, I really think, uh, you know, most position groups consist, can handle missing spring practice. I think it hurts the quarterbacks and the receivers and the secondary the most. The passing but, game in general. The passing yeah. game. But All in all, you have a solid group of veteran players and – uh, returning starters coming back that will put Kentucky ahead of many teams going into 2020. You know, I just mentioned Eastern Michigan. Again, you have to, have to replace 12 starters. Uh, normally I'm conservative in my picks. Yeah, yeah, that's going But be, I, uh, I think Kentucky can really uh, have a good road test at home before it goes to Gainesville, Florida.
1: Now that, uh, that team, they – I know they're bringing back their quarterback, but they lost uh, Van Jefferson – and yeah. a couple other wide receivers, I believe. Yeah. The, Both
0: defensive ends.
1: The one kid's still there though. The slot. Um, yeah. Is it Tony? Yeah. He's he's it's he's on his seventeenth year at Florida. My yeah. oh, yeah. goodness. Yeah. Get that dude out of here. Yeah. So, C. C. Jefferson finally left. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he was another one that was there. Started for four years. Yeah, he's in, Grenard's in the Grenard's gone, right? Did, did he go to the XFL?
0: Yeah. Oh. I think I saw him in the XFL. So Kentucky has three new coaches. Oh. You're and, right. Ammar Stewart, defensive line. Comes from uh, uh, Derek LeBlanc, was a GA for Derek LeBlanc. Ammar Stewart played at Kentucky, went to Canada, led the uh, Canadian Football League in sacks for many years. He won a played defensive a long, MVP. Yeah, played uh, a long he, time in Canada.
1: I mean, a decade of football yeah. professionally is <coughs> came pretty back,
0: good. Yeah, came back to Kentucky, was, was, def, uh, was a graduate assistant under Derek LeBlanc. Which means he studied through the Pete Jenkins tree of defensive line coaches, which is what you want at your school is a Pete Jenkins disciple. And Ammar Stewart is just that. I don't think the Kentucky defensive line will miss a beat with Ammar taking Derek LeBlanc's place. Wish Derek the best at Arkansas. Great guy. But it's good to have Ammar back. I think he's going to do just fine. And he has a plethora of youthful defensive linemen to develop. He's got a good mixture of veterans that we talked about, but then you have Oxendine, you have Rodgers, you have so many other. Yeah, yeah, you got, you got a Kayvon lot. Of, Butler. A lot of players to develop yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So depth and rotation of defensive line should be good. I think that room is going to be just fine.
1: The way Calvin Taylor put it to me, I had a conversation with him earlier this week. He was like, you know, when you've had a guy who played for so long, like – you believe, you're believe you picking up what he's putting down. Yeah. Like Everything he's saying, you're like, all right, this dude knows how to get after a quarterback. Yeah. I should listen to him because yeah. he knows what True. the hell he's talking he about.
0: He did so very well. Greg Minuski is the new uh, quality control coach for defense. You like that hire? Love that hire. I wrote about that. I think that's huge. If four NFL teams, four owners, four general managers, four head coaches in the National Football League – hire you as a defensive coordinator, that should be all you need to know. Worked with Brad White at Indianapolis. His specialty is linebacker. What quality control coaches can do is up. Their roles and duties are not defined. So the head coach and coordinator define what they do. Manuski mm-hmm. could do uh, self-scouting, which is an inward look. Okay, let's let's look at this Kentucky defense through fresh eyes, such as Minooski and let's study where your substitution patterns are. Tendencies. Let's study your on, tendencies. Yeah. You know, do you blitz more when you're on the, the left hash on the 20-yard line going in? This gets very specific. When do you go to a nickel package and take out a linebacker, etc.? How often do you do that? So self-scouting would be something that I would think that Minuski would do quite well. Also advanced scouting. So when Kentucky's playing Eastern Michigan, he could already be on Florida, mm-hmm. right? And developing and looking, watching film and developing personnel, et cetera. Uh, three years, uh, I think he's you know, 20 years in the National Football League. You want that in your building. Also, linebacker, uh, uh, quality control analysts can't recruit off campus. No. But having him in that building, I mean, what more would a linebacker want other than John Summerall, mm-hmm. Minooski, and Brad White? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's quite a trio coaching uh, linebackers.
1: It's hitting a wide spectrum, too. Yeah. Uh, just uh, between Summerall, who's a real young guy who uh, – A lot of fire. A lot of fire. And I think that's an understatement yeah. with him. Uh, versus uh, Brad White, who and – and Minuski. Minuski's the old head who's spent 20 years in the NFL. Now, my question to you, Freddie, I'm going to play devil's advocate because a lot of Washington Redskins fans are like, Fine, take him. You can have him. Yeah. He's terrible. What would you say to them?
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would think the Washington Redskins have way more problems than Greg Minuski. <laughs> what about the person? What about the general manager? What about the owner? owner? What yeah. about the head coach? What yeah. about the offense? What about the quarterback position?
1: Well, and not even just to play that game, but, like, to be a defensive coordinator in the NFL Ball, for – you got. You gotta be. You gotta know.
0: That's what I'm saying. A lot about football. Four, four times he was hired to be defensive coordinator.
1: And and also, he's not hired to be Kentucky's defensive coordinator. No, he's not. He's here to. to <laughs> he's seen a lot of different things that te- he. I bet you, Freddie. There is not one thing, on the football field that he hasn't seen before, except maybe what Kentucky did with Limbo last year. Yeah. That would probably be the only thing he hadn't seen on a football yeah. field before.
0: And his his event, event scouting is going to be so valuable. You know, I'm a one opponent at a time guy, but let's look forward a little bit in Kentucky's schedule. Auburn mm-hmm. and Louisville are unique in what they do. Right? Yeah. So, Especially
1: the way that they kinda use their quarterbacks. Yeah, they're very their
0: offensive schemes are very unique. Uh so I think it having Minooski to if that's what he's gonna be used to, to advance scout Louisville, advance scout Auburn, whatever could be nothing but a, but a benefit, Right. Frank Buffano was hired as a safeties coach.
1: So you you worked with uh, Buff. I know Buff.
0: Yeah. I love Buff.
1: Can I just say, too, that it makes me mad that I never put the name to the face until the tire. Yeah. Like, I've seen him around because he's been around yeah. the entire Stoops era.
0: Yeah, he, he's been a director of operations uh, for seven years. But before that, he was a safety and linebackers coach at Youngstown State. Spent five years at Arizona on the defensive staff for, for Mike Stoops, and, and Mark Stoops was there mm-hmm. uh, before that. Then he got his start at a familiar place for this coaching staff, at Cardinal Mooney High School. He coached six years, many years ago, mm-hmm. uh, but that's where he got his coaching start. So at Cardinal Mooney, Arizona, Youngstown, and at Kentucky, I think it familiarity, the persistence, uh, the how well – he knows and works with this staff. I think mm-hmm. it was a solid hire for Mark Stoops. Just keeping he, continuity. Keeps continuity, and I think I even mentioned on a podcast that I thought it was going to be yeah, Buff that yeah. it would be hired as safety coach. Right, right. So and he
1: he was acting as that. In I, spring I didn't practice break before. that, but I, you know,
0: yeah. I, I think that's goofy on break stuff. But it made uh, sense. It made sense for me to just to, to move Buff into that position. I think he's going to do a tremendous job. Plus, you you got Clean Scale there, mm-hmm. you got Buff there. Who else is in that secondary? It's Mark Stoops. Yeah, you, yeah. Got three Mark Stoops is gonna, you got three he's gonna Youngstown guys. Mark Stoops is gonna have his
1: hands. You, you better believe that yeah. his hands or are, fingers are gonna be able to yeah. pulse that You got secondary. three
0: Youngstown guys there. Yeah. So and then and then another thing that, that folks need to realize that Buff knows every high school coach in Ohio probably. You know, they're all they're all from that Youngstown area and know everybody. I think having Buff in Ohio with Vince Merrill is only gonna help. Mm-hmm. recruiting going forward
1: I uh have you ever seen that I like somebody spend like is that typical to spend seven years kind of paying your dues so to speak yeah before you well get look
0: look at the uh, the strength coach at Alabama spent what seven eight years with Saban now he's a secondary coach at uh, Georgia so mm-hmm. yeah it, it, it's being around really helps let's look at the NFL draft I think it Logan we, Stenberg. Did we, we miss Do we miss a coach? A new coach? No. Minooski. Buff. Buff. Oh. And Anmar. Boonight. Oh yeah. Four new coaches. That's right. <laughs> what was I thinking? That's right. It was in my notes. Yeah. Yeah. Comes I'm in. glad I checked your notes. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, I was already skipping down to the next thing. Comes at the receiver. He's got a receiver group, uh that spent a year blocking. Let's just be truthful about it. <laughs> he's got a lot to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh fresh face in that in that meeting room and, and I think he's going to do a tremendous job. The Oregon receivers were really good last year.
1: He was really good too back in the day. Yeah. I think he's got the record for uh, all-purpose yards at Wyoming. Yeah.
0: So did I he
1: Stoops was at Wyoming, but he was after that time. I right? think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I, I'm not for sure. I'm not for sure on that. But
1: but I think he was there like yeah. 08, which at that time Stoops would be Arizona. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I, I think he uh, I think he comes in at a great time, Kentucky, for, because Kentucky's transitioning from a 99% run team uh, with Lynn Bowden as it was into a new new year where the receivers are going to have to play a bigger role. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is confidence, getting familiarity back with running routes uh, and, and catching the football. Uh, I think he's got a lot to work with. Um, I think he has a challenging job. Of the new coaches, I think he, he has the most challenging role. Uh, because you don't – we don't know if Josh Ali is a feature receiver.
1: He uh, gave us reasons to be optimistic, but it hasn't been – yet. Right. I mean, he got – Two big catches in the final drive, but how many, you know. The last feature
0: receiver that Kentucky's had is, was Lynn Bowden. Mm-hmm. So, it's been a while yeah, since and Kentucky. Even, even before that, there was not a a receiver that, uh, that.
1: Maybe Bidette that one year, but he was really just a big it play. It was hit and miss with him, too. Yeah, so yeah.
0: Yeah, he, he's got his hands full. Ju- uh,
1: juice, I guess. Maybe yeah. we could say Juice was. Yeah, so he's got his hands full. Yeah, in that receiver's r- exactly.
0: He's got a lot, a lot of work to do. Let's go to the NFL draft. Yes. Uh, pro days off. That's really going to hurt Man. T.J. Carter, Calvin Taylor, and Cash Daniel. Mod Wagner. And Mod Wagner. Uh, that, that's going to hurt those four. I, uh,
1: I hope, because I know uh, it would be cool. I don't know if they can do this, but it would be cool if you could. they could at least um,
0: – Video and send in. Exactly. Yeah, video a pro day, send in. But, but here, here's the positive. Yes, it's going to hurt those four. But look at the big picture it's hurting similar those four in every program in football. Yeah. So yeah. everybody's in this situation. Mm-hmm. Everybody that wasn't at the combine yeah. is in this situation. Uh, but then you had so many at the combine that were limited. Lynn Bowden did Right, run, right. Had a hammy. Had yeah. a hammy. Uh, Logan Stenberg did everything but the bench press. I, I think he's – Logan Stenberg, case is made. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, 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 he is I, what he is, and he's going to be drafted where he's drafted. Now, Lynn, there's going to be uh, questions about that forty since he didn't run it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think uh, I don't think it's overall going to hurt because you just turn on the film with Lynn.
1: It's is I I think in particular, Ahmad Wagner is the one that I. Yeah. Because he, I mean, how many how many targets is he even having his career? You know, and I
0: was thinking uh, 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 Calvin Taylor too. It's, it's you know. Because Calvin
1: got I mean he was full time starter his yeah. senior year, but his junior year it was yeah. he was. Just starting to kind of catch yeah. on. And I think they're – both of those players, Their best footballs ahead yeah, of
0: them. Yeah, and I think T.J. Carter, you know, he's young for somebody coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a guy that can get added to a roster and be around for a while. So Well, you know,
1: and also, all of these, like, rookie OTAs and stuff aren't going to happen. That's right. typically when they got their
0: – They got their shot.
1: Coaches got to work with them yeah. to see if they were the real deal or not. So, yeah. this – the coronavirus pandemic yeah. uh, obviously sports are the should be the least of our concerns. Exactly, but it's it's the ripple effect and the consequences from this yeah. are going to touch everyday life yeah. like in years down the line, like they are in our immediate lives right yeah. now.
0: Yeah. Uh, last thing we'll do is, is is folks like stats, so we're gonna oh before we get to our special guest, we're going to we're gonna have a stat corner. And this Ooh, stat corner. Is yeah, this a new segment? This is a new segment.
1: Freddie, stat corner. Yeah.
0: Uh, the stat corner today is total defense. And let me tell you what total defense stands for. That is the, you add the total yards rushing allowed plus passing yards allowed equals the total defense. In 2019, Kentucky finished fourth in the Southeastern Conference and allowed 322 yards per game.
1: Are they 12th overall?
0: Fourth in – not for sure, fourth in the SEC. Oh, let me look it up. 2018.
1: Oh, this is – oh, you're going back to 17. Okay, okay, okay.
0: 2018, Kentucky finished fourth in the SEC with all those future pros and allowed 337.9 yards per game. 2017. In, In
1: 2018, that was good enough for 23rd nationally.
0: Okay. Two thousand seventeen, Kentucky finished twelfth in the SEC, allowed four hundred and twenty six yards a game. T- two thousand sixteen, Kentucky finished ninth and allowed four hundred and thirty four yards per game. So in a four year span, Kentucky's gone from allowing four hundred and thirty four yards per game to this last year, two thousand nineteen, allowed just three hundred and twenty two yards 20th per game. Twentieth
1: overall yeah. in the country. That's yeah. pretty
0: daggone good good jump there, Nick Roush. I'd say so. Yeah. Because in 2018's team with Josh Allen, with Mike Edwards, with all those guys, we thought, man, this defense is going to take a step back. And it would be understandable. But it actually allowed 15 fewer yards per game or so.
1: I think it did help, though. Uh, With the rain. The rain helped. The rain and – uh, ball control offense. Yeah. And ball it was control- kind of like that with Benny Snell, but yeah. even more so more when so. you're you're only throwing the ball 3 times a game.
0: Now, in order for Kentucky to maintain or sustain that number 4 ranking and average and give up anywhere from 320 to 350 yards per game, there's some fi- there's some games on this 2020 schedule that we need to look at. Now, there's some games that Kentucky's going to need to play really well. With teams that can put up high numbers as far as total yards allowed, Florida, yeah, Mississippi, Kyle Trask. Mississippi State, Mississippi State could have a boatload of yards and a few points.
1: Can you what what what, what what's your take on Mike Leach at Mississippi State? Square peg, round hole.
0: Uh, we'll see. Because <laughs> like that's my saying, we'll see. I mean, Colin Hill, he, yeah.
1: I don't know about you, Freddie, but like, Michael Leach is like the opposite of everything Mississippi State football stands for. Yeah,
0: it's going to be strange. <laughs> Georgia has a new quarterback but still has, has a lot of talented players. Louisville. Louisville yeah, has they, potential put to put up a lot of p- yards. And Auburn. The Louisville and Auburn, I think, and in, in Florida, offensives are going to be really good. Uh, then you have stat games. Okay, these are the games that Kentucky can, can really put the clamps on opponents. Eastern Michigan, mm-hmm. Eastern Illinois, mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. Kent State. Mm-hmm. There's two unknowns. We don't know what Missouri's going to do.
1: They're going to stink. I'm and we don't man. know
0: what South Carolina is going to do with a new coordinator.
1: Yeah. Hey, you know, you know, Muscham said they're committing to the run.
0: Uh. <laughs> So, for total defense, just to sum that up, Kentucky in 2016 again gave up 434 yards per game. That's a lot. 2019 gave up 322. So, 100, 20 yards better. That's recruiting, that's coaching, that's that's committing to a scheme. That's a lot of good players. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of player development.
1: Also, helps you got a Super Bowl winning coach uh, coordinating your defense for a couple of those years. That's right. Isn't that right when
0: House came in? Yep, uh, Madhouse, that's right. So, um, football Football. is is irrelevant right now. That's true. We're dealing with the uh, coronavirus pandemic. That takes precedence. And uh, we're going to be joined here in a second for a, a very special guest. And we'll get into that here in a minute.
2: 28 Baker Bruce! 28 Baker Bruce!
0: Nick, as we talked about, Football is irrelevant, sports are irrelevant. What we now are dealing with as a state, as a, as a country, as a, as a, as a world, is the coronavirus pandemic. We are uh, so honored to have Colonel Joe Gardner on the line. Colonel Gardner is the Chief of Staff of the Kentucky National Guard. And Colonel, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Hey, thank you, Freddie. I appreciate uh, the, your efforts in getting out the, uh, the right information.
0: I know you're extremely busy, and and, and I will value your time. Um, there's a great deal of misunderstanding right now about martial law or that, that, that people are talking about. Governor Bashir said that rumors about the National Guard being called to shut down the state are simply not true. Right, right, Fred.
2: Right. It's just that it's, a, it's not only a misunderstanding, there's a lot of misinformation, I think, that uh, we see on social media. Um, maybe some folks got a lot of time on their hands and think this is, uh, is maybe a way to uh, to spur on something that uh, some panic or, or what have you. But uh, obviously, we're taking things serious. We take the the coronavirus, the COVID-19, serious, and we are preparing to assist uh, Governor Bashir and the state of Kentucky uh, with uh, with with anything they need when it comes to the National Guard and our capability and our capacity. Uh, but. None of that uh, involves uh, planning for executing any type of martial law.
0: What is the Kentucky National Guard doing right now to prepare for assisting the Commonwealth in its fight against COVID-19?
2: Well, it's not only what we are doing now, but what we have been doing uh, pretty much forever. We're, we're prepared to uh, to assist the Commonwealth uh, in times of emergency, especially in times of uh, A domestic emergency like this in response to the COVID, uh, this falls into uh, a pandemic scenario that we have uh, rehearsed and trained on in the past. We put together a strong group of planners and a joint planning group. We stand up our emergency operations center, a whole of Commonwealth approach to to coming together and making sure that we use every agency uh, to its fullest. Uh, And we're putting those measures in place on how the Guard fits into that. Uh, we do have some unique capabilities uh, that we can provide for the governor. Uh, everything from logistical support um, to, to planning. Uh, we have facilities across the state. Uh, we're just we are ready to to help uh, to help the Commonwealth as we have in the past.
0: As as you're preparing for this, and and folks may see Kentucky National Guard uh, uh, personnel. Tell, tell me, who is the Kentucky National Guard? Well, the be-
2: professionals. They're not only professional soldiers, they're professionals in their community. We have everything from uh, doctors, lawyers, uh, we have school teachers, we have uh, a, a number of policemen in just about every community across the state, whether uh, they're in public works, they're small business owners. So. When we talk about the Kentucky National Guard, you're talking about uh, your neighbor, you're talking about a relative. It seems like, I'm assuming that just about everybody in the Commonwealth knows somebody uh, in the Kentucky National Guard. And that's what we gotta think too. They're they're your neighbors. They're they're the ones that you're gonna see uh, uh, possibly assisting in some mobile or remote testing. They're the ones that are gonna be uh, bringing in supplies if, if required. Uh, and they're familiar faces because they're they're from right here in the Commonwealth. What
0: separates the the National Guard from, say, the U.S. Army or U.S. Air Force, and, and how can how can they serve the state and one can't?
2: Well, the, the National Guard is a unique and essential element of the United States military. Uh, we're the oldest part of the United States military, originally uh, founded in uh, 1636 before we even a country. Um, but the National Guard itself is responsible to the governor first. Um, every guardsman, uh, they have a federal mission. That federal mission is to their unique capabilities. That, that's what makes us great. We can serve the governor without there being a federal order or the president saying you will help the governor because uh, each of the 54 states and territories have a National Guard. They have an adjutant general that provides that domestic response. But we also have Kentuckians right now that are currently deployed overseas uh, uh, in the CENTCOM uh, area of operations. So we do do a federal mission, but we also have that state responsibility to the governor in time of uh, domestic emergencies.
0: Well, Colonel Gardner, we sure do appreciate your time. I know you're extremely busy right now. Is there anything else that you'd like to, to, to say to the Commonwealth of Kentucky as, as we go all go through this together? I know. I,
2: I, this COVID-19, it is, uh, it's serious. I think it's a, it is a threat uh, to our, uh, our normal as, we, as we've seen this. But if there's any country in the world, if there's any state in the United States that can uh, prevail and, uh, and beat this enemy, uh, it is the, the Commonwealth of Kentucky and the United States of America. Uh, remain calm but deliberate. And when I say deliberate, deliberate in taking those measures that we've all become familiar with, from whether it's social distancing, whether it's um, washing your hands, I think if we all get after it and, again, remain calm but deliberate, we will uh, we will defeat this enemy.
0: Well, Colonel Gardner, you be safe. We sure do appreciate what you and the men and women of the Kentucky National Guard are doing. Uh, what you've prepared to do and what you are, are going to do, we sure do appreciate you. We pray, uh, we we hope God's speed and safety and health to all your service uh, folks. And thank you for taking time out of your extremely busy schedule to talk to us.
2: Hey, I appreciate it, Freddie. Thank you. All right. Clock, clock,
1: clock, son. Colonel Gardner. I enjoyed that conversation.
0: I did too. Uh, you got fired up a few times. Already. Yeah.
1: Oh man, especially when he said, "If anybody can survive this, it's the Commonwealth of Kentucky, United States of America." I was ready to run through that brick wall right behind you. I was. <laughs> I was fired up.
0: I, I, I could tell. I I could tell. I, I gotta I,
1: say too, Freddie. I'm uh, I'm I've got a little one on the way. We're we're due here. Yeah. And, I mean, she, my wife could pop at any moment, and it's it's. I'm not gonna lie, it's scary. Yeah. But it's reassuring knowing that a. This is the kind of stuff that they prepare oh, for yeah. all the time. All the this time. is this is like a, a drill that's going to come to real life. So it's nothing new to them. And B, right. that like uh, the the quote unquote martial law. Like these are just folks in uniform that live in our communities that are trying to keep us safe. Yeah, so if it, if if push did eventually come to shove, yeah. it's not going to. Uh, yeah. The governor's made it clear that nah. that's not happening in the immediate future. But if so, they're just here to help us. And if anybody's going to help us. I, they they're the best ones to help us. Yeah, they're
0: they're trained on this. And, and and uh you know I spent many years there in Frankfurt working right out of the emergency operations center, so I'm familiar with this. Mm-hmm. And and I can tell you without being specific, there are several scenarios that the Kentucky National Guard is prepared for. Uh you know, and this hits home to me. You know, this hits home really hits my actual home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, (laughs) right, right. With uh, Chief Warrant Officer Four Jennifer Maggard, right. Uh, Right now she's at RLTc at Kentucky, uh, but they have they have Guard soldiers in their in their cohort, Mm -hmm. so she's working on that uh, to get a list of of everything. So you know it it, it's it's, you know it's not the National Guard, first responders, medical professionals. You know, I went to the V.A. today. Mm -hmm. You know, I go to the V.A. all the time here in Lexington. And, uh, you know, they check you at the front door and ask questions and do all that. But, you know, all those folks are just heroically working to help the Commonwealth of Kentucky. You know, Tyler Thompson texted me after – a busload of national guard soldiers was going to towards the most impacted areas in Nashville after the tornado mm-hmm. and she said everybody in in her community was clapping and you know that, that brings great pride but there are kentuckians that run towards the fire and there are kentuckians that can't practice social dist dis- distancing mm-hmm. and uh, for them just godspeed and and thank you mm-hmm. you know just to you know everybody you know, I, I don't want to leave any anybody out from the police officers to the firefighters, the EMTs, the, the the doctors, nurses, mm-hmm. medical staff. I mean, there's so many heroes in all this. and,
1: and Any of the people who just every day are making sure th- – that are lending a hand to help a neighbor who, yeah. who shouldn't be able – who shouldn't be getting out of the house. Yeah. Uh, all of us can pitch in to help in this effort, even if it just means staying six feet away from Freddie Maggie while recording we're recording a we're, podcast. We're doing that. Yeah. We're
0: actually, you know uh, –
1: just need to find that Lysol can. Somebody stole it.
0: You know, and, and then Matt and them were doing a radio show in here, and we were all, if you notice we were all. <laughs> all spread so, out. Yeah, we were all spread out. Yeah. And, it's a bare minimum. And when this is over with, I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to order a chicken salad.
1: I'm uh, going to wash my hands. I sing the UK fight song. When I do it, it's about 25 seconds. That's a good thing. So, yeah, you get a little extra five seconds of hand-washing yeah. time. Because yeah. let's be honest, we typically, you just rub some water on it. Now I'm, you know, scalding my hands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, that was uh, that was great for Colonel Gardner to take time out because mm-hmm. I can tell you, based on experience, how busy those folks are. I'm sure. I mean, it's, you know, they're
1: – You were in a similar role after 9-11, which I'm sure is uh, – uh, different in uh, the actual event, but I'm sure, and, and as far as magnitude and the level of operations and scale of, yeah, keeping people safe.
0: And if you've ever seen pictures of the uh, the new emergency operations center at Frankfurt, it looks like this uh, Star Trek or something. I mean, it's 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 <laughs> nice. It's very very. It's, it's very it's nice, but it's useful. Every inch of room in that emergency operations center has a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll have this bureau here, this, uh, you know, it's, it's quite the operation. We want to thank Colonel Gardner, mm-hmm. uh, the Kentucky National Guard, obviously. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Sword Performance. Yes. Go to drinksword.com, and remember, it's all-natural drink that I drink two a day for uh, proper hydration. Man,
1: and here's the thing, too. When you when I get working at home, like I've always worked from home, but, you know, we're, we're pulling a little extra overtime yeah. in all this. And you my, need those electrolytes. My foot starts just like twitching. Yeah. And it starts cramping, and I got to get up, move around, and drink me some sword to, to keep me going.
0: Yeah, yeah. Me too. No preservatives, healthy hydration, uh, flavored with real fruit, no chemical additives. And uh, I love it. Lynn Bowden loves it. You love it. And again, drinksword.com. You'll love you it too. It. You'll love it Support too. Support local. It's supporting Kentucky a K- Proud. A Kentucky Company. And that's what we need to do. Take Buy, take out at your local places shop local and uh we'll uh we'll fight this Mm -hmm. we'll we'll be okay we'll win we'll be okay Mm -hmm. and and like you said it was good uh hearing from from colonel gardner you know somebody that's that's actually in this scenario right now and, and and very thankful for those who serve us and and uh and are dealing with this on a statewide level so that's the uh, the new version of the Depth podcast. What do you think, Nick? Nick Roush feels good to be
1: back. I might not always be back here. Yeah, we might have Jack. You know, yeah, tagging in and out. Yeah, because um, I'm gonna be burping babies. I've never changed a diaper before. <laughs> yeah, exa- yeah. You laugh. I'm no, be I gonna, don't <laughs> gonna, laugh.
0: <laughs> I don't laugh. The
1: first time, I'm just gonna be lucky to not put it on. Put it on, it on backwards. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you'll be all right. <laughs> So give us that update. When's uh, when's baby Rascal? Two coming? weeks from today. We got names picked out, or is they're, they're super secret though. Super secret. Yeah, I yeah. like it.
1: I, I don't even know if it's gonna be a boy or a girl.
0: Yeah. Have you baby proofed your house yet?
1: What? I think so. Yeah. We haven't put the you little. got some time though. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not crawling around. We don't no, have to like stick the little pl- yeah. the, the things in the outlets and stuff. Yeah. But, um, I mean, we were planning on going shut down and being stuck in our house for a while. It just started a couple weeks early. You know, at first
0: they don't do a lot, you realize. Yeah, they they just
1: eat, eat, sleep, poop. Poop, yeah. Yeah, Hopefully they sleep a lot. I'm hoping. Did you? Did you? No, no. I was a colic, baby. I was a a terror. I was the worst. Our friends down the street, too, they just had one. And so they'll send us Snapchats of the crying just to kind of get us ready for it. (laughs) it. She's cute when she's not crying. And then you get the, oh, man, I'm so...
0: Yeah, you'll be alright.
1: I'm I'm getting excited. Though. Are you excited? Yeah, yeah.
0: Are you nervous? Oh, very
1: much so. And the the one, luckily, uh, the kind of pandemic, like it'll it'll scare you at times, but for the most part, it's really just keeping my relatives and my friends from going to the hospital when the baby's there. So, luckily, that's really the the only major kind of effect it's had. Um, and, honestly, it's just made me kind of uh, more excited to have a baby as a happy distraction. And, hopefully, we're providing a happy distraction. But, you know, it, you can get a little doom and gloom sitting around your house watching yeah. the news and thinking about, you know, holding a little baby. That's – I'm, 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 That's I'm exciting. excited. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. very exciting, Nick. Yeah. Very exciting. So, thank you for listening. I hope uh, we talked a little football, mm-hmm. maybe a little distraction there. We had Colonel Gardner on. Uh, and, again, this hits home with Chief Warrant Officer Four Jennifer Maggard. She, uh, she's in that fight daily, and we thank her and all those that are serving, and we appreciate you a whole lot. We really do appreciate you, and, and, and uh, we'll talk soon.